0: Well, we're uh, continuing on a teaching called Home Remedies. And by home remedies, we're talking about your, your family, your home, not just home remedies like grandma would do. My grandma had an aloe plant. You all know what those are? She claimed it had been in the family like for generations. And um, she, uh, I think at one point she even gave us a shoot off of it, but we killed it. But um, uh, if I got scraped or burned or anything like that, grandma would break off some aloe and put on there. Get a bee sting or something, she'd put it on there. My grandpa, on the other hand, he had a different approach. He'd just take some tobacco and put put it on there. But some home remedies. But we're not going to deal with those home remedies today. Uh, we're going to look a little bit deeper at our life, our family, our home. This is a very important subject. I'm so glad that you're here this morning for it. I can't encourage you enough, even if you were here last week, go back. Listen to the archives. Watch the archives because we're going to find out that home is ground zero. This is where the enemy really wants to attack is in our homes. And I think all of us are aware of that. Let's read in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3 and 4 in the Amplified Bible. If you're with me this morning, give me a good amen today. Amen. That's more for you than me. That's you revving your engine, okay? All right. Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4 in the Amplified. Through skillful and godly wisdom, watch this carefully, is a house. And then parenthetically, glad you're here. Well, where would my verse go? <laughs> Through skillful. There we go. Through skillful and godly wisdom is a house. Notice, notice parenthetically here. A life, a home, a family. Read that with me. A life, a home, a family. A family is built through skillful and godly wisdom As a house. A life, a home, a family is built. And by understanding, it is established on a sound and good foundation. And by knowledge shall its chambers of every area be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Notice a life, a home, a family. Purpose of this series, I believe my assignment in this Is to bring some hope to our homes and families. Bring some help to fix and fortify our our homes and and families. And to bring cures to some things and prevention to other things. Because of how important this is. And God has given us tools and he's given us light. And he's given us help and promises. So that home could be at least better than, than what it is right now. Now I need to stop right here and make sure I got everybody's attention on this. This is not a house of condemnation. I don't believe that you go to church to get yelled at. I don't think that you go to church to be reminded of all of the things that you messed up. How many of you are pretty aware of all the things that you messed up or at least most? of them? Okay. Uh, and, and we don't go soft on that. We call sin, sin, and we call people to repent. But I, but I think we need to look at this in a way that we're able to open up and see the fullness of this just instead of you're wrong, 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 wrong. And so this is not a house of condemnation. This is a house of grace and truth and peace and love and faith and progress, and and we believe that that's what we can gain out of this. We have to pay attention to what's wrong, but you know what? We are where we are. We are where we are. You are where you are. I had you repeat it wrong last week, one of the service. I are where I are. But <laughs> go ahead and say that. I are where I are. There you go. But we are where we are, and so you can't live in condemnation from there. You've got to. From that point, find out something, and move on from there. Maybe life and home and family is not what the storybook that you had dreamed that it would be. It turned out to be kind of a nightmare, or it's broken, or it's 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 flat, or what it, 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 whatever it would be, it's damaged, or or whatever is is lacking. We've got to look at where we are. Maybe you're by yourself. Maybe you're, uh, you never planned on that. Whatever whatever it would be, I'm telling you, you've got to get God in your house, and it's going to make a difference. Yeah. And so in all of this, you know, looking at this, we we've got to realize that God will help us where we are. And it's not so much what and don't miss this statement here. It's not so much what has happened until now. It's what happens from now. Now, I'm not minimizing what has happened until now. I'm maximizing what happens from now. So it's not so much what has happened until now. Whether you did it, they did it, who whatever. I didn't know Nobody told me, nobody modeled this for me, whatever, whatever it be. It's not so much what has happened from now. It's what happened until now It's what happens from now. So that brings us to our question. I asked you last week, guess who hates your home and your family? The enemy of your soul, the devil. He hates you. He hates your family. He hates your home. Why? Why would he hate us? I'll tell you why, because he knows what a healthy, godly home can produce and he's got to interfere with that. He's got to disrupt that. And so, um, you know, he's against you in, in every way, in every way. And he knows that a healthy, godly home can produce happy, stable, fruitful people, happy, stable, fruitful, blessed people. He also knows that then you have kids and and we called them last week moggots and waggots, remember? Men of God in training, women of God in training. And ultimately, here's the thing. He wants to ruin the now, but he wants to cut off something for the future because truth endures to generations. And he wants to cut that off into the next generation. And you don't have to look very far to see that he's very uh, insanely busy on trying to stop truth from getting to, to generations. And so... He's got to do this. He's got to disrupt that. Now, if the devil takes out a person here or there, that's sad enough. But in order for him to fully succeed, ultimately, he he must destroy your home. He must destroy your family. He's got to throw that down and break it apart. And that's what he's out to do. I say that the the enemy has what I call the strategy of disintegration, the strategy of disintegration. Think about the word to disintegrate, to separate the parts of and reduce to nothing. Also, it has the idea of to break down, to break up, to break apart the cohesion of something, to render it useless, to bring it to nothing. And that's what he wants to do. Listen to me, church. That's what he wants to do at your place. He knows your address. He knows where you stay. All right. And and he's, he's out to do that because he wants to limit you in the now. He wants to limit any possibility of truth getting into the future generations. So home, my home, your home is ground zero. Have you noticed that, that he's busy trying to mess that up in a lot of different ways? And we're, we're going to bring some things to light here today. In our text, we saw that. It's wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I tried to highlight those. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That's how a life, a home, a family is built. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That's how the rooms and chambers are filled with precious and pleasant things. Uh, I pointed this out last week as well. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Those are the same things that God used to create paradise. To create the world and heavens, he used wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. So for our purposes, let's just boil that down. What is wisdom, knowledge, and understanding? It means that there are some things, some vital things, some powerful things. Y'all with me? That you've got to absolutely come to know and embrace and apply into your life. There's some real deal stuff. You have to, hate to put it on you, you're going to have to cooperate with God. You can't, like I said in one of the services last week, you can't just go to Hobby Lobby and buy a couple of Christian decorations and put them on your wall and get you the 30-pound Bible and put it on a table in the living room and go there. We should be good. No, there's some things that you have to do. You're going to have to cooperate with God if you're going to have a healthy, godly, happy home. Amen. And so we're going to look at a number of ways that, that we can do this here this morning. I'd said last week that you don't have to chase out all evil. You don't have to chase out all evil. You just need to usher in the almighty. And I'm going to, I'm going to kind of shoot, you know, the target here to hit the target of what your home is like, what your home is like, what your home is like. They're all going to be a little bit different. Our family situations are all going to be a little bit, a little bit different in this. So I'm going to take an approach that everything's not all hunky-dunky at your place. Even take the approach that somebody at your house maybe is not even interested or cooperative or whatever as far as the whole God thing. And here, here's the thing: you can get God in your house, and you don't have to ask their permission. Okay, and and they you they don't you don't even have to tell them. And God is able to do something in your home as you cooperate with Him. He will fulfill His promises on your behalf. Amen. And so. Um, you don't have to chase out all evil. You just have to usher in the Almighty. You've got to get God's presence. There is a place where you draw some lines. There is a place where you put your foot down on something. No, that's not going on in my house. Uh, but it, I don't think you have to go through every little thing all over the house and, and, and read everybody the riot act about, you stop that, you stop that, you cut that out, get this out of here, get this in it, you know, and do all of that. You know, I, I, I don't think that's going to be very productive for you. I was in, uh, I think ninth grade, and um, uh, how many of you remember the show, Charlie's Angels? Okay. I uh, bought a Farrah Fawcett poster for my, my room. And I put the lovely Farrah up on the wall, excuse me. And um, uh, sorry, I got distracted. And uh, I put that up and I thought, yeah. And I went on off to school and I came back that afternoon and Farrah was missing. Thanks to my mom. She never said a word to me. Just that afternoon, she just gave me this little look and I knew. And I just, 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 just. so as far as my mom's current, we're not, we're not going to have house decorated in, in this decor. Okay. So I don't think you have to go through all, all, all of that. God will kind of show you the, the pattern and priority of that. You've got to usher in the almighty, but there is some responsibility here that you're going to have to pay attention to. There's some things that the devil is trying to sneak into your house and you're going to have to be on guard because sometimes he uses you. He's really subtle. He'll use you as a mule. Do you know what a mule is? You know, carry something for somebody else and, um, uh, try to do that to get, get things into your home. He's sneaky. He's sneaky. Uh, I've raised five kids and all three of my boys, when they were ready to start school, like K five or whatever, uh, the rules where you can't take your toys and stuff to school, you know? And then we'd, we'd pat them down though, you know, cause we'd pat them down. They'd have a little star Wars figure and a little car fruit snack and beef jerky. And you know, they got, they got a little somebody buddy, you can't, you can't take, you can't take these to school. And they're trying to sneak them in, you know, and just to look at them during math class or something, you know, and, and that's harmless really. But the enemy's trying to sneak some things in, uh, Sometimes people get arrested for what they call introducing contraband. And so like at the jail or whatever, somebody will, uh, they're trying to bring their friend or loved one some drugs or a weapon or whatever. And that's, I, th- I believe it's a felony too. And, and you, uh, you not only brought stuff, you get to stay. And so, um, <laughs> but the devil likes to introduce contraband. I remember about fourth grade um, in one of my classes, we we watched a film. How many of you know what a film is? You watch the film. And it was on a big reel and had the big projector that they bring in, you know, and it tick tick, 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 tick the whole time. Sometimes it gets stuck and the film would melt. You remember that? I was so excited that whenever they wheel that in there, you know, and going to show the film. And it was about food. And and they were talking about bananas, and they are showing where they were grown, like in Guatemala and Honduras and so forth. And and then how they harvested them, and, and, and then they packed them and shipped them, and then it shows up at your grocery store. And I never will forget, and they're like fourth grade, and they said one of the problems they had with bananas, that they have with bananas, is sometimes in shipping them, tarantulas come with them. And I love bananas. I eat a banana probably just about every day. And, you know, when I'm at the store picking up bananas, I, I still remember that film. I'm not just looking to get ones that are just right, you know, yellow with just a little bit of green. I'm, I'm looking for critters too, you know. You probably should too, you know. But anyway, the enemy, he's wanting to, you know, gift with purchase. He's wanting to get some things into your home. And we want to make sure that we're paying attention to that. In Luke 11, 21, there's a principle to be had. And it says, when a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. And so I want you to be strong and fully armed, but I want you to be guarding, guarding your goods, guarding your palace here. I want to look at one big one today, and then we're going to look at some principles that will help us with some other things. This is a big thing that has been in every one of your homes. And I haven't been to everybody's home, but I will guarantee you this has been in your home before. Some of you, it may have even been there this morning. And what we want to try to do is make sure that if it's there this afternoon, you can get it out of there. Okay? Because I'm going to tell you it's an enemy to your home. The enemy loves to have this in your home because of how destructive this is. And what it is is this. Anger. Y'all ever heard of anger? Y'all are making me mad. Have y'all ever heard of anger? And anger is just one letter short of danger. And it is a dangerous emotion. It has to do with my rights, with my feelings, my stuff, what I want. It tends to be selfish at times. There are ways that people can genuinely make you righteously angry. There's, there's things that I see in our culture and politics and so forth that, that I, I think it, I'm justified in being mad about. You know, and, and because of how it violates and how it hurts and how, how wrong these things would be. But I'm talking about your home. I'm talking about the atmosphere of your home. Um, anger, like heat, has many degrees, and it can get hotter and hotter and hotter. And some people, I'm, I'm convinced, never fully cool down. And then they're easily angered again. Anger always distorts communication. If two people are discussing something... Notice I use the word discussing. How many of you have ever had discussions at your house? Okay. If one of you is angry, at least just one of you is angry, it distorts the communication. It, it changes how they speak. It changes how they hear. Because... Of what anger does. Anger also disturbs the atmosphere. It disturbs the whole atmosphere of the home. You know this to be true. It only takes one person in your house to be angry for it to make the air thicker. And then we know this from Scripture. Don't miss this from Scripture. That if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. happy. Pastor, you said that's in Scripture. Well, it's in my Bible. I wrote it right in the middle, right? right here and here's the thing sometimes anger can get stirred up and originate from home and other times be careful this you bring it home some and, and that's unfair to everybody at home something happened at work or in traffic or whatever and you bring anger home you need to not do that um early in the in the years of the church church was just taken off it was way more than a i was prepared for and you know and just some of the, and we were building and building and just you know stress and so forth And I was learning and growing and, and um not that i have it perfected but i have it way, way i deal with it way way better now but there are times where i just like only breathe in half my lungs sometimes you know on my way home you know and and good stuff but it was just you know just huge to handle and I remember coming home some days and I had little children and my wife and, and, you know, it just, it wasn't fair for me to come home stressed. Daddy's home. Hi, kids. (laughs) Just leave me for a while, you know, and you know what I learned to do if it took it it is take a little longer to drive home. And I actually found an intersection right near the neighborhood we lived at the time. And when I pulled up to that stop sign, I would just look over to the side and I would cast all my cares and all my worries And just mentally kind of, I'm going to park them right there. I'm not taking them home. I'm not taking them home. It's not fair to my family. It's not fair to me. I'm I'm just going to throw them right there. And to this day, 25 years later, no grass grows there. It's true. Well, it's because there's a bus stop there. but, But don't bring it home. Don't bring it home. Anger in your home counters what God intends for your home. It counters what you desire for your home. And you may have, well, I, pastor's reasons why I'm angry. I'm Irish. I'm German. I'm You're just grumpy. <laughs> and, and you need to cut it out. And, and we've, we've learned, it's a learned behavior that we allow ourselves to just get angry over things. And this, this is all of us. In Proverbs 29, and let me just mention that the Proverbs have much to say about anger. Proverbs 29:11 says fools vent their anger but the wise quietly holds it back. Proverbs 15:1 says a soft answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs help me stirs up anger and you don't want to stir up anger. So what do you do? You answer softly, you quietly respond. It is it is a uh, an actual tool to help to hold things down. Cause listen to me, look at me for this. Cause if you get loud, you get crazy. Some of y'all, hello, if you get loud, you get crazy. Ah, that's it, you know? And then we start with your mama and, and we, we, you know, it just ratchets up, it gets crazy. It gets crazy. And so we got to be careful with this. James tells us, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone, say everyone. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Notice that human righteousness does not produce... Or excuse me, human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires, the righteousness that God desires. Isaiah says this, Isaiah 32, verse 17 and 18, the work of righteousness. Remember that human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. A related word now, the work of righteousness will be what? Peace. Peace. So anger is not going to produce peace for you. And the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. My people will dwell in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings and in quiet resting places. And we've got to be, be aware of this. That We've got to cooperate with God. Do it God's way. That's what righteousness is in this sense. It's to do, to be right, to do it his way. That will produce peace. That will produce a, a, a peaceful habitation secure dwellings, quiet, resting places. You did any other way, it's not, it's not, it's not going to work. So what we've got to do is we've got to be slow about anger and we've got to be quick to get over anger. Uh, Psalm uh, 37 verse 8 says this, Cease from anger. Cease from anger, forsake wrath. Am I making you all mad? Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. it. Next word only causes harm. that's the only thing it will produce is harm that's why the bible says cut it out stop the only thing it would do is produce harm that word harm in the hebrew actually means this to spoil or break to pieces let's go back to what the strategy of the enemy is it's disintegration to spoil to break to pieces and you know what that's the only thing that angers well i i just like to vent my anger yeah and the scripture says it's a fool that does that I just, I feel better if I do this. You might for a little while, but everybody else does not. And the only thing it's going to cause is harm. And so we've got to get over it, avoid it. How many of you know we could do better regarding our anger in our home? Wait a minute. I want to get a count on that one. Okay. It's, it's all of us. It's all of us. We could do better with this. And actually scripture says, cease from it, cease from it and get over it quickly, get over it quickly. And you say, well, I like to take my time getting over it. No, no. Get over it quickly. The Bible even says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. You don't go to bed angry. Don't go to bed angry. I've done it. How many of you have done it? You know, and you wake up weird. You wake up all discombobulated in your emotions, in your spirit and everything. Don't do that. And here's another reason why not to. Because scripture says that anger gives place to the devil. And we don't want to give him place. Ephesians talks about that. So... We've got to get over it and get over it quickly. Get over it quickly. Sometimes you just say, you know what? I am sorry. Just let it go. For you to rehash it, very rarely does a rehash fix things. Well, let's start where this argument started here. And it's when you said this about my mother. And, you know, and it just goes on. And, and you're never going to finish. You're never going to finish with that. It's going to get really, really bad that way. At some point, you can say, this, this, is, this is not what God has for our home. We're going to work better at doing this, but right now we've got to get anger out of here and release anger and let it go. Get over it. Get over it. Well, I like to take my time getting over it. Well, you're not going to like this principle then. Maturity is measured by recovery time. Maturity is measured by recovery time. Um, Don't you wish there was just a shot for anger or a spray? You know, Febreze would come out with something. You just go through the house. There, that's better. Or, the, or when I was a kid, they had mosquito truck that drive through your neighborhood. Remember those? I used to follow that on my bicycle. <laughs> kind of explains some things, don't it? All right. All right. Back to the message. Anger. Anger. Then there's... I want to talk about some little things. And they're not so little, but I, I just want to lump some things together here under the idea of contraband. Things he's trying to smuggle and get into your home and my home. And I'll just list a few of these real quick. Strife, strife. That's something related to anger. Attitudes. You need to to watch attitudes in your home. Now, I won't embarrass any, any of my kids, but I'm so proud of the path that my kids are on. But along the way, we probably spoke to each one of them about attitudes different times. You know, attitude of feeling entitled or ungrateful or I don't care about anything or this or that. And, you know, we just, whoa, 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 And this is not, you got to pound on the table. look me in the eye. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it's just a matter of, Hey, Hey, what's, what's going on here? Because, you know, we, we don't do it like this. We always say, thank you. We get back over here. You always tell your mom good night and you love her. You know, we always, we always, and attitudes, you got to make sure you've got to reinforce those things. And, uh, cultivate those things with, within the family. It's an important thing to do. So attitudes are big. And let me go ahead and go here to um, contraband that gets in the home that I believe is is destructive, alcohol, alcohol. And whatever your views are, whatever license you feel on that, let me just say that after uh, 30-something years of ministry and about 15 years of being a law enforcement chaplain, and I've seen a lot, seen a lot of families and a lot of tragedy and a lot of things, let me give you a quote, Okay. You know, our life and our family is so much better now that we're drinking. Said no one ever. And I'll stop with that one. Here's some other ones. Let's keep going. Words. Be careful of words in your house. Be careful of things that can become idols or false gods in your house. Such as habits that you would have. Hobbies. Are you spending too much time with that pornography, working too much, worrying too much TV, wrong TV, computers, games, all this kind of stuff. You've got to be careful that you're not, you're not bringing in this contraband that I believe can be damaging to your house. Now, Proverbs, did I I lose y'all somewhere? I I think, I think I got y'all in those lists somewhere. I got everybody there. Proverbs 30, verse 28 says, a lizard, everybody say a lizard, a lizard lizard can be caught with a hand, yet it is found in king's palaces. The message paraphrase says lizards, say it again, lizards, lizards, easy enough to catch, but they sneak past vigilant palace guards. And so I want us to look at this for a moment. Lizards can get in no matter how hard you're trying to guard the house. Are you all with me? You're trying to guard things. The vigilant palace guard lizards get in. What, what do they represent? Little things, little things. Some other translations instead of lizards says spiders. So it's little things that would try to, try to get into your, into your home. Song of Solomon 2.15 says, catch us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. I hope you'll get the, the imagery there. Our vines have tender grapes. That's your family. It's your family. And it's little things that will get in there and spoil the vine and the tender grapes. It's little things that can mess things up. It's, it's lizards that do that. Hebrews talks about you've got to be careful of roots that are springing up. And, and uh, as they spring up, if you allow them time and they, they sink deep roots, you're going to have a problem. Because fruit issues are always the result of root issues. Look at the Ten Commandments. The first three are the roots And if you'll take care of the roots, you'll have no problem with the fruit. And so in life, it's the root issues that say, pay attention to that. Because if the wrong stuff springs up in your life, it's going to defile many. It's going to cause trouble. Our our front sidewalk is, is like pavers. And so it's like bricks and, you know, that's kind of set in sand. And now that spring is starting to to spring, I hope, um, there's things that are just kind of popping up there and you can go, well, okay, okay. No, pull those things up, pull those up. Because if you let them stay, who knows what they're going to grow into. And I don't need, you know, bamboo forest on my, you know, on my, on my sidewalk. So we've got to watch out for those things. So attack these things, deal with these things. And just real quick, I want to share with you a couple of ways to deal with the little things. Think of lizards. Well, that's not very warm and fuzzy, but you need to think about the little things getting in your house. No, how, no matter how hard you try. The first thing you need to do is stop the gap, stop the gap. Um, Think about it, just something coming into the house. Is a window open? Is is the screen torn? Is there a broken window? Is there an open door? Is there a hole in the wall? Is there uh, space under the door? How are these things getting into our family? How are these things, these little things, whatever they would be? And you can define those for yourself. How are they getting in? Um, Our front door, my wife always has a wreath on the front door. So Christmas time is a Christmas wreath. And now I think we got some kind of love spring wreath or something. I don't know. And you know it changes changes up, but um we've got a number of trees around the house and stuff we've got a lot of lizards around the house, and so some of those little guys hang out in the reef and so a delivery come or somebody come over, you go out to check the mail, they hold on I go, just hold on, and the door swings inside. Hold on, we're in, you know and so that's a way. And, and what you've got to do is watch, watch that. Sometimes I see them do it. It's like, I'll get you, you know, but find and close the opening. Second of all, trap it, trap it. I, I know a dozen times in the, in the last year or so, uh, either my daughter or my wife said, come here. And I think, you know, somebody's breaking in the house and it's a lizard in, in, the, in, in the front room there. Trap it, confront it. And, and as you find these things, first of all, you need to confront it with yourself. You need to confront it with the word of God. Find out, God, what does your word say about this? Pray targeted, uh, concentrated prayer toward things. Um, You may need to have some good communication with somebody. You may need to talk with people in your family. You might need to repent of something yourself. You might need to get some help concerning something that, you know, this is in our life. This is in our family. And I'm not sure how it got there fully, but now it's in. And you need to work to trap it. And get it out and sometimes you know what it helps for somebody to just get in your business a little bit and give you three very powerful words and it would be this cut it out. Everybody say it cut it out and sometimes you need to look yourself in the mirror and say for the for the health and happiness of my home and the godly presence to be in my home. Look at yourself in the mirror and say cut it out. And sometimes it's just good for you to hear that and realize there is no place for that in my life. There is no place for that in my home. The devil's trying to ruin the day and he's trying to ruin generations. And so cut it out. So you've got to stop the gap. You've got to trap it. And then thirdly, starve it. Starve it. Uh, Pretty regular. I'll be out in the front room or something and I'll find a lizard. And he's kind of like this. He's all dried up. These are my lizard (laughs) hands. He's in the house and he's all dried up. You know why? Because what you feed grows and what you starve dies. He got in, but we didn't feed him. There's nothing there for him to eat and eventually just going to dry up. And you know what? Listen, if you're struggling with something in your life, here's how to overcome it. Starve it. Starve it. You want something to be stronger in your life? Feed it. Feed it. You're dealing with something, can't seem to be overcoming it. I guarantee you, you're probably feeding it. And what you've got to do, what you feed grows, what you starve dies. And the things that come into your your house in that way, you're either going to need to, to uh, stop the gap, find out how it's getting in and deal with it, trap it, confront it, starve it. And in the end of the day, you take authority to take action. You don't just accept well, these things are in our life and in our family. You don't ignore these things are in our life and in our family. Here's what you do. You start cooperating with God. You get God into your presence. Get God into your, your address, your house. Are y'all following me with this? And you cooperate with God, cooperate with God. I think a big thing for all of us to be aware of. And I have prayed the last few days that this would be something that all of us will be mindful of, especially starting today and say, you know what? We're, we're not doing this anymore. And no one will get this perfect. No one will get this perfect. Starting with the pastor. But you know what? Be quick to repent of it. Be quick to catch yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me. Because we're all so good at being quick to get angry. Well, at least the first two services were that way. But all of us, we're, we're quick to do that. We've learned to do it. We feel justified in doing it. But here's the thing we've got to realize. This is what the enemy's been carting into your house and my house for decades. And it's time that it stopped because it only causes harm. Watch out for the other things. Trap those things. Starve those things. Cooperate with God and let him bring his peace into your home no matter who lives there. Amen. I'm going to stop right there. Did y'all get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord.